adapted from an Australian play, single Asian female Kiwi style, tells the story of a first-generation Chinese immigrant and single mother living in Mount Monganui. Pearl Wong is also a restaurateur and karaoke addict who's played by actor Kat Ti Hong. Now, she's delighted to be one of three Chinese leads in a play with a Chinese director. Auckland Theatre Company is collaborating with Proudly Asian Theatre Company to present the New Zealand premiere of the work by Michelle Law. I asked Kat about her impressions of the script when she first read it. I deeply resonated with it. It was um, something that really hit me hard, like, in my heart, because it talks about, you know, being proud of who you are, your own culture. But the thing is, I kind of also read it with a Pākehā lens. You know, being brought up in New Zealand, I kind of thought, what, what would the... Uh, Pākehā audience think about this and would it be turned into a stereotype because it's a comedy but there are so many truths in there so many good messages about how people you know deal with not belonging and how people deal with race or family and um, yeah conflict and all that stuff. The play's been relocated to Aotearoa so we're looking at this from a Chinese New Zealand family's perspective do you think that was important and how changed has it been is it more than place names if you like yeah when I read it it was it was actually very it was a very smooth transition like I could easily imagine it it was kind of like a just like a western Chinese story it could even be transferred to America or any other western country quite easily because fundamentally I felt like it was at the heart of it was the the Chinese family and how they cope with being a unit within a westernized culture so let's talk about Pearl, your mm. character. Now, this is kind of a problematic description I see mm. in the, in the um, information, the quintessential Asian matriarch. Here we've got stereotypes coming yes. all over again. But how would you describe Pearl? I think she's a very loving mother and she's got a lot of heart. I think she's had a very, very hard life. Um, she struggled for a very long time since she was young. She's a newly divorced mother, so um, that's quite unusual in the Chinese community, you know, usually we would just stick it out. Um, so that's, yeah, being a single mother in New Zealand, being Chinese, yeah, is a lot of, lot for her, I think. Two children? Yeah, two children, yeah. So she would have come to New Zealand in her 20s. So she, um, even though she's like made a life for herself and like she's running a restaurant and, and stuff, she's still very connected to her Chinese culture. But I think other people view her as like that she doesn't necessarily belong. And you can see as the play develops, um, there is kind of more push towards her to um, face that reality. Yeah, to, uh, to, to toe the line, to assimilate, that's the word, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like she can see her two Kiwi daughters, Kiwi Chinese daughters, as, as totally assimilated. And it's like, in that way, that's also a sacrifice that she did for them to have a better life. You know, but the, the, the tie between Pearl and her daughters is in a way but fractured because of that. Well, the two girls sound very different, Zoe and, and May. Yes, yes. One is like the golden child and one is like the rebellious, totally denying her culture, young baby. That relationship between mothers and daughters mm. and, and indeed between sisters can be so <laughs> tricky to negotiate, even without the cultural side of things. Yes, I, yeah, I can, I can imagine. Yeah, it's that love-hate, right? You're like, you can say anything to them. You know exactly which buttons to push, how to hurt them, but how to completely like be there and comfort them with no words. Mm. I mean, your, your experience sounds very different to Pearl's experience, but mm. uh, you mentioned that when you read the script, it really got, got you in the, in the gut. What can yeah. you identify with Pearl's situation? 
so much like I guess she reminds me so much of my father and my mother combined like the way that she works so hard and she you know they love us so much but also in a way they have to let go of their children because they they made that decision to kiwi eyes like we became kiwi eyes but I really relate to some of what the other characters say as well like the denial of Chinese culture like that was something that I did when I was young right up until my early 30s um, because of um, you know wanting to be fit in in society what parts of myself did I do away with in order to fit in what changed for you then in your 30s? Was it mm. more gradual or was it a moment or a conversation? No, it was very gradual. I kind of went through certain things that were like um, quite big milestones, you know, like well, I, I had breast cancer when I was 28, so that was something that I had to really grieve through. And then that was a real shift for myself because I, before then I really just didn't want to live my life, you know, especially getting racist abuse and attacks and um, my, my family wasn't necessarily very, um, like I didn't have a very strong family, like love support. So I think it really um, made me internalise the racism. So when I had cancer, it was like a blessing because um, I had to really change the way I was living. Like I had to, I started to feel like I can't keep living with all this negativity and toxicity and depression. Like I, I have to really shift and change. Otherwise there's no life. Um, so that was one milestone, and then it was there was still a lot of afterwards a lot of discomfort for myself being in the industry because there's not many other people of color and um, a lot of not as many women, you know. So it's like a oh, it's always feeling quite uncomfortable. And I think slowly I, I took some time off acting, and actually that was a really big shift for me. I just did lots of self development, just doing things I love, and eventually, yeah, something shifted even without me knowing. And then, and then this play came into my hands. <laughs> so, yeah. got to ask you about karaoke. Oh yes, I see that that's something that Pearl really loves. Yes. <laughs> How oh about my gosh. you? How about you? Oh my gosh, I hardly got a karaoke. I, I went with some friends um, last year just to see. You know, I hadn't been since I was in my teens. Um, see what it was like, and um, it's crazy. Like I, I don't find that a way for myself to let off steam. I'm quite happy to like just sing in the shower by myself. But um, I'm not really a karaoke girl. So singing in front of stage has been uh, really fun. It's been a big journey for me. And uh, I, I was like, not it was not the part that I was looking forward to. But now I'm just, because I, I have to go quite <laughs> hard. Like, like I totally love karaoke. So it's been really fun. And now I don't have that inhibition anymore. Oh, the joys of acting. Yeah, actually. right. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I know. The, um, I was reading some comments from your director, um, Cassandra, about feeling, really feeling that uh, our Asian community have been really badly underrepresented mm. uh, in media here, and that, that includes theatre. I mean, we might have been a little bit quicker, actually, in terms of screen than stage, but it, it, have you felt that? I know you're in the industry, but have you mm. felt that? I mean, did you remember feeling that you were seeing yourself represented on stage or, or screen mm. growing up? No, never, never, never. I I watched a lot of Chinese films when I was growing up, especially in drama school, to just inspire myself. Um, there was no one really to go to to talk to about the issues that I had struggled um, struggled with coming up after drama school. You're right, actually, because the screen has been a bit more ahead than theatre. Uh, I, I kind of felt like the screen industry opened up more the casting to more diverse ethnicities, whereas for theatre, strangely enough, right, like often I get roles when they're just for Chinese people. It's interesting, isn't it? I was just thinking about shows at the moment like Bridgerton. They're just throwing the whole 
issue of colour out the window. You know, they're not casting for yes. colour. They're just casting for, for talent. You yes. know what I mean? And it really, it works like crazy. David Copperfield recently was very similar. So this kind of, mm. kind of colour blindness is happening mm. certainly overseas. But what, what do you find about the kind of roles that you get? I, I would love to see that, you know, we are, um, some people, I'm cast in a family, but the race doesn't have to be explained. Yeah, there's some movies that are starting to do that where the, yeah, the girl is of Asian descent and the parents are a Pākehā. I love seeing that because that, that, that does, does reflect families. Yeah. I mean, what, what are the roles coming up after this? I know these are crazy times at the moment and, mm. and life is a little uncertain, but the, certainly the film industry is, is going crazy. So do you have some, some roles yeah. do you have some <laughs> roles coming up that you're looking forward to um, that you can tell us about? Yeah, I'm auditioning quite a bit recently, but um, the role that I'm doing is Mystic. It's coming back this year for season two and three. It's really popular with the teenage <laughs> oh, we did a story of, on this. Um, that's right, Stacey based, Greg. That's yeah. it. That's it. It's yeah. filmed, filmed here and based yeah. on um, much loved um, children's books. Yeah, I play the mum of the um, the Chinese twins, and I, my husband is um, yeah Pakiha, and it's it's a lovely. And they're going to film it back to back, season two and three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll keep you busy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you feel more at home on stage or behind the camera cat, or, or are you equally at home with both? It's kind of shifted over time. I, I actually trained as a stage actress, and that was that was my dream. I thought I would totally be a stage actress, and then I got quite a shock when I came out, and it was actually you could audition for more screen than stage. So I I was like, wow, I belong on stage. That's how I where, where I feel at home. And then, like in the past, maybe probably decade, there's been more screen than stage. Um, so now this time coming back to do this show, three years after my last show, there's a bit of a trepidation. You know, there's a bit of a, oh, my goodness, there's going to be a live audience in front of me. And that's, that's the first time it's, I've had that thought. I've been thinking recently and actually talking to guests about how theatre and screen can try to, to change attitudes. So recently we've had uh, an actress who has Down syndrome and wants to show the world that, that she is... You know, nothing will hold her back, and she's not mm. a second-class citizen. And talking to you know the mother of a child with cerebral palsy, and again, she's created a play to try and dispel some of those stereotypes and try to get mm. conversations and understanding going. Um, I, I mean, do you feel that it may or may not be plays like this, Cat, um, but that theatre and screen here, uh, as well as offering authentic roles? to um, actors with, with Asian heritage can also maybe try and address things like racism because we know it's an issue. Oh, 100%. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. It's one of the best mediums to be able to have that conversation with, without necessarily engaging in the dialogue, you know. But after we see it, we can have that dialogue. But it's like, I feel like it's that shared space that you come together to share an experience and you get to see, like, from another perspective how life might be. Um, and you just get to sit there and... Nothing is asked of you except for just to be open and to be in that space. I think it's got a huge potential to yeah, be able to shift some attitudes and make people think. Do you get a sense, I'm from your own experience, that's all you can talk about, mm. but racism that you might have experienced as a child, do you feel that there's been any progress? Are we any more enlightened as a nation? Big question. I definitely think like the younger generation, you know, people I talk to, they don't experience as much racism. They're more confident in kind of seeing my Asian peers come up and they they know it's up to them. They're not going to take it on. They're not going to take on that racism, which I did. That makes me really proud. I think it's a 
bit of um, education, educating people how to. It's a, it's like a it's like a, it's a spiritual kind of education or emotional what like how. It's not an intellectual thing, you know. It's it's actually like the self worth of a human being. How do you how do you teach that? And that that comes through parenting, comes through uh, education, or your peers, or even like just fundamental respect in your work. Kind of that that culture is, is shift has shifted a lot, you know, in the acting industry it has. So I think sharing that commonality and understanding that hey, we're not going to um, stand up for this. We're gonna we're gonna speak out if you don't treat us right. I think there's a lot more support for it. So even I feel like comfortable to be able to say something if something's not quite right. The Auckland Theatre Company's season of single Asian female premieres on Tuesday at the ASB Waterfront Theatre in Auckland. And I was talking to one of its stars, Kat Tihong.